Mr. Big Chest just won't go away. NFL free agency franchise tags and the draft are all upon us. And what fan base do you hate the most? That and more on We Don't Know Sports, the podcast. Stay tuned. removed from the last conversation we had and you know what we're in a fortunate position where a lot of the things we've already talked about have happened we mentioned Nick Foles is going to go to the Jaguars well that happened right or is going to happen it's a done deal man we've been talking about it for a month we, we talked about how the Cardinals are going to take Kyler Murray and trade Josh Rosen it appears it's going to, it may actually happen as well. I don't. I can't believe it. I don't even know what to say. So you know, instead of having all these prognostications and whatnot, there's really only one thing in the NFL that that is not dying anytime soon, and that is Mr. Big Chest. He will not go away. He is everywhere, and and he he is like a new brand of. I, I don't even know what to say or describe it now. I mean, it's gotten to the point to where you caught out his uh, blonde mustache like about a month ago as well, and now he's actually embracing it. He actually posted the same picture we put on our page about the, the walrus, uh, right? The, the, the blonde mustache walrus and comparing it to himself. So uh, I'll give him credit for having a sense of humor. I mean, I like he's having fun with it, but it's pretty cool. We had it on our page, and then he puts it on his own Instagram about a few days later. So. You know, he's doing his thing. We'll take credit for that. Yeah, yeah that absolutely. came from We Don't Know Sports. He heard he wanted us, uh, we <laughs> wanted him on, and uh, he's just trying to uh, show us he's listening. So, Mr. Big Chest, AB, if you're out there, you know, we still would love, love to talk to you on the show. But anyway, the point of this is, is to really just kind of recap, and for those who haven't been following along, or if it's been so much Antonio Brown overload, just trying to get some type of idea about what's been going on. So, really, this whole. Drama Fest kind of starts back on New Year's Eve. Final game of the year, Steelers and the Bengals. And Antonio Brown apparently, you know, now now first, this isn't me trying to sit here and paint Antonio Brown the bad guy in all this. I don't know the ins and outs. You know, right now you have the Steelers saying one thing, A.B. saying another thing. But it all started with him allegedly missing the walkthroughs and the workout, missing the team meetings, and – had his agent call Mike Tomlin and say, I can't play, I'm banged up. So Tomlin, knowing that, gets a little upset. You know, you didn't come and tell me that. You had your agent call me. So then when A.B. shows up, Tomlin tells me he might as well go home if he can't play. I mean, is that the right move? Uh, no, I think it was showed the beginning of the end. I, I don't really know what happened with him, but, I mean, you could tell something flipped the switch there and – I think he finally like was like, you know, if you guys going to play like this, I will show you kind of thing. That's kind of what it is. He, he was he was kind of in that mindset. Oh, it's like that, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like this is the beginning of stages. I'll show you my big chest. <laughs> so, it started right there. So, so he's he's done. You know, Steelers missed the playoffs, so you don't have to worry about if he's coming back or not. And, and he has been probably the most active athlete I've seen on social media in a long time, especially Instagram. If you have Instagram, go follow AB. There's a live video every day. That's where Mr. Big Chess came from. But then you got a, a, a Twitter message from George Kittle goes out from the 49ers to Antonio Brown about, why don't you come out here and play? You'd be catching passes all day long out here from Garoppolo. 
And Rice got involved, right? Like potential collusion situation. Well, I mean, he's not necessarily associated with the team. He, you well, know, I mean, clearly he is obviously. Yeah, but you know, players talking to players. I don't know how the NFL looks at that. Jerry Rice is probably the most famous 49er there ever was, and he's you know not necessarily associated with the team in the same aspect, but he's talking about how I'm just trying to be a mentor. He'll come out here and we'll run the hill together. He'll pick my brain. We're going to do it. I mean, let's be honest. They're, they're just jockeying for you know rights to get him. Now, Rooney comes out from the Steelers and says, you know what? There ain't no chance in hell that we are releasing Antonio Brown because he's under contract. So we're going to consider other options, though. So other options means we're going to trade him. So what do you value a trade for Antonio Brown right now? I mean, before we even go to that, they've had like, they had like several meetings, and like he really tried to feel like he could work it out, the, the Rooney. And he, they just every time he, he come away like shaking his head like <laughs> – it just ain't going to work. We're going to have to move on. Well, that last one when they had all of them together, including Tomlin or whatever coaches, I don't even know. I would love to know if they had Ben Roethlisberger in that meeting oh, because absolutely you know, that would have been that would have been fun to watch. Because And let's be honest, Ben Roethlisberger is no stranger to throwing players under the bus, right? No, I mean, that was part of the beef, which we'll get into here in a minute on the barbershop, is that <laughs> Antonio Brown felt like, he has this owner mentality, and he don't he don't appreciate it. No, and, and you know, AB, he's done some things in the past that you know some consider a little childish, like the Facebook Live in the locker room, and right. you know, he, he cares a lot about his media presence. He was uh, on Dancing with the Stars. He was on The Masked Singer. I mean, he's out. What was there. his mask on there? You remember? Oh, uh, was he the robot? I don't remember. I was just curious. Cause, uh, I mean, he, <laughs> he was like the first guy that got eliminated. They don't have a walrus mask, right? Uh, no, they do not. Have one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. Oh, that would have been great. I mean, but back to what you were saying, the uh, the, the the compensation the Steelers are wanting for AB, it's definitely a first round pick. I mean, that's where they're looking at right now. At least a first round pick, maybe another pick to go with it. Because I mean, some people are looking at, at Antonio Brown and thinking, you know, maybe he's lost a step. But he, he was a little banged up last year. But if you go back. What did we say earlier? Five years, he's been the the most elite wide receiver, most consistent, statistically speaking, at the very least. Like, nobody's held a candle to him. No, he's the top guy, statistic-wise. And it's not been close with the second guy. And you could argue, like, you know, Beckham's got talent. You know, Hopkins has been up and down. But year in, year out, man, he's putting up numbers, and he's been there. So, I mean, it's A-B and then the rest of the field, really. It really is. And you know what's crazy in all this is – the Steelers have had the best wide receiver and probably the best running back, and they've just completely let this all implode. I mean, if you hate the Steelers, you got to be loving it. If you're a Steelers fan, I'd like to know how you justify how your team mismanaged this entire situation because this is a freaking nightmare. So how have they not won more championships with the talent that they had at every skilled position? Well, if Canadian Biggie was with us, he'd tell you. No, I mean, because of the hood. But you know what I'm saying, though? That's, like, crazy because – you could argue, like, before this year, you could argue that Bell and Brown were the two top players at their position on the same team. Well, and Big Ben's no slouch. And they've had countless different offensive coordinators. So, I mean, to me, does it does it fall on the coach? Is it Mike Tomlin? <sighs> that's tough, man. I mean, that's a lot of egos to uh, manage. It seemed like he managed it pretty well up until this last year as far as not the craziness aspect, but he didn't get the full uh, – Talent out of me, either on the field. I, I, if I'm the Steelers, I don't know how you don't move on from Tomlin right now. 
I, I would. I, I could agree. To I mean, I mean, it's just there's so much damage that's been done, uh, and maybe maybe they feel that Bell's gone, Brown's gone. You know, maybe they were the problem. Maybe they were. And him and if him and Big Ben's on the same page, maybe it's okay. But how many years does Big Ben even have left uh, at this a, point? A handful at best. I'd and, say like two. Yeah, yeah. He's so fat and beat up, man. <laughs> He's like the LeBron of the NBA. I mean, he's, like a, he's like a fat Brock Osweiler. <laughs> Ooh. That's not a compliment you want. <laughs> the, so anyway, AB goes on the uh, the shop right on HBO and uh, you know, talks to LeBron and had some choice words to say about Ben Roethlisberger. You know, namely, you know, like you mentioned, you know, calling him out for the owner mentality and. Telling him that all year he's telling me I got to run better routes, I got to get open, just completely ripping on, which is true. Roethlisberger does that. He is the guy that will go to the media and throw his teammates under the bus, and that organization never says anything about trying to rein him in. And not even just that though. Even during the game, if he if, if he throws a bad pass like behind somebody, he's always like pointing in a direction like you should have caught that ball. <laughs> Not even ever taking ownership that, like, I didn't put it where it needed to be to begin with. <laughs> Throws it 10 feet over your head. It was catchable. It's What's crazy. your problem? <laughs> it's crazy. So, you know, AB a- is, you know, he's always yelling at me about running a better route. Why don't you throw me a better ball? Yeah. Hit yeah. me in the numbers for once. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't hang me out here to get killed like he did so many times against uh, Cincinnati in the past where you got perfect over the middle. They're like, go on, A.B., run a drag route right against those linebackers and no, let's see what happens. I mean, I feel like he's pretty confident. He, he could pull a varsity blues and put a uh, beer beer can on his head and he'd be you know perfectly safe. You <laughs> Fire know? that effing pig skin, son. <laughs> I don't even know if they hit him in the nose or anywhere near him. I'd probably just sell off into the cornfield. Uh, he'd be he'd be all right with that. So, yeah. so the, the thing is – you know, the Steelers, they're trying to get a first-round pick. My question is, you know, one, all the stuff that Antonio Brown has been doing off the field, whether it's going on all these uh, extracurricular activities or like the, the reality shows or, or going and talking to LeBron or being all over the place, sporting the blonde mustache, talking about Mr. Big Chest, is, is he hurt his value? Is he Is he making a mistake by being too far out there? Are people looking at this saying, I don't want the headache? I mean, I absolutely think he's hurt his value. I think he would have been definitely two uh, – I mean, m- multiple first-rounders had everything been, you know, hunky-dory. But the fact that he's went this far, like, out there, I think the Steelers will be lucky to get a first-round pick. But, you know, I, I think, honestly, if his talent – I mean, if, if his head's on straight, you absolutely give up a first-rounder for him, at least one, and a supplement supplement pick with it. So is there any chance that we know we know he's got a little bit of that flair for the dramatic no matter what, but is there any chance that he's just going so far out there to try to hurt his stock? Does he want to stick it to the Steelers one last time and try to hurt them as much as he can going out the door? I mean, I absolutely think he would do that. I mean, just because it's a parting gift. You he know seems what I mean? upset enough, right? I could see him absolutely doing that, especially you don't. We don't know what happened in that meeting with him and Rooney. No. So I mean, he might be like, "I'll show you." You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go out here and act like a fool, and then yeah. you won't be. Able, you'll be lucky to get a fifth round draft pick. Exactly. So all that being said, no matter how bad he is, somebody's gonna give a first round for him. Yeah. Like, there's no way. It's kind of like. The whole NFL draft process. You fall in love with somebody, you're going to take a chance. So who's it going to be? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, the obvious rumor that's consistent out there is the Raiders, you know, having the two late first-round picks. 
I think they're crazy if they don't at least throw one in their direction. I would absolutely, if I was the Raiders, I'd go that route because like me and you were talking, you're basically trading uh, Antonio Brown you know, from Amari Cooper, and I would take Antonio Brown over Cooper any day of the week if his head's straight. It's a gamble, but the talent is still better than Cooper. I mean, if if I'm the the Raiders, I, I would probably throw that least late first round pick and a second round pick. Oh I mean, yeah, for for AB because he's still probably got at least five good years left. Yeah, but there's other teams involved. I mean, who who all have we heard today? The the Redskins, the, the Jets. The Jets reached out today. We uh, we heard the Broncos are not in it, right? They're not in it. Yeah, they say they're not. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots would love to be in it, but they're not going to trade into the Patriots. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I mean, the Jaguars, I, I think you need to watch out for them because you, if they get foes and then put him in the mix, I think that would be pretty cool. That would change that entire team. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's wide open. I think it's just a matter of the Steelers setting in stone what they a- actually want for him. So it started with the Niners. Any chance he ends up there? Uh I don't know. I mean, I think they're in the they're in the field, but I can't say they're a clear front runner, even in the top three at this point. Well, what's crazy about this, like that, maybe maybe it says something about Antonio Brown when he's not on record like some of these NBA players are about where you can trade me. Right, and he said a word about it. At the end of the day, he really doesn't have that much control. But you know, the the one thing that he does say though is wherever I go. They're going to play by my rules. Now, is that legitimate talk, or is that just some of that noise to try to make his value drop to the Steelers? <laughs> At this point, I really don't know. I don't either. And that that has to scare teams away. I mean, but we'll have to see what happens. I mean, legit, he's a, that special of a talent to where there would be like 20 teams knocking down the door trying to see what, what they could get him for. And, and what's crazy is in the in the world of non-guaranteed contracts that he's he's this brash about it, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to matter. He's going to end up somewhere. But if you had to make a prediction right now on March 5th, because I think this will happen before the draft. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to happen before March 17th. And that's when free agency takes off. That's the 13th. Or well, yeah. yeah. So okay, I think it's going to happen within the next ten days. He will he will be traded to somebody. What team? The Raiders. You're going to call the Raiders. I'm going to Raiders because the Raiders. You know how crazy they are. This goes right along with their history. It really does. I mean, they're like a match made in heaven, like a train wreck from both directions just colliding right into each other. <laughs> it really is. It, it, it's a possibility, and I, I'm going to disagree with you. All right, who you got? I think he's going to go to the Jets. All right. And, and I think I think he wants to go to the Jets. I think he wants to be in New York. Just for the spotlight? Just for the spotlight. I mean, Sam Darnold. I mean, imagine the, the craziness for that. I mean, uh, you talk about Keyshawn throwing me the damn ball. What's this going to be? <laughs> I mean, really? Oh, uh, Ray Lucas might come back and play quarterback. This is terrible. I, mean, I don't know how he'd handle that. I mean, maybe he, by, he means, by his rules, he means you can't force him to shave his uh, yellow mustache. Maybe that's the rules. I don't know. Hey, if that's all you got to do to keep him happy, I, like, I'm yikes, signing up. You can't shave. He he gets to keep the mustache. No facial hair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's wide open, dude. It could be anybody. So enough about AB, and we mentioned a little bit how much the Steelers mismanaged the whole situation with Le'Veon Bell, who finds himself now a free agent. And we're a little over a week away from free agency started, but today was the final day that you could have used your franchise tag 
on a player that's, you know, contract was going to come up. So not every team used a franchise tag this year, but there are some really good ones out there. And, you know, just going off some of the ones that aren't that big a deal, you know, Kansas City, you know, they did D Ford linebacker. So it looks like they're going to try to do something to deal Houston at this point. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, they, they spend it on Frank Clark, uh, defensive end up there. Atlanta Falcons, Grady Jarrett, big defensive tackle they got. Uh, Houston did it on Jadavion Clowney, which, you know, he probably just had his two best years he's had since he's been there. So I, I get that one. But they're, you know, trying to work out a long-term deal. Probably my favorite one, though, was the Niners, who used the franchise tag on their kicker, Robbie Gold, so they could prevent him from having any talks with the Bears because the Bears were probably going to give Gold, you know, thirty million a year to come back, right? I mean, after that double <laughs> double bonk or whatever the hell he want to call it, I mean, he probably deserves it for Chicago land. They'd welcome him back for that. <laughs> so the the one franchise tag that has the the most kind of drama associated with it is Demarcus Lawrence, who is an elite pass rusher. This is the second year in a row the Cowboys have used the franchise tag on him, so they're paying him $20 million a year. So that that's a lot of money. Demarcus Lawrence said earlier in the season that you can't franchise tag me again. I need a long-term deal. So they didn't do it. They franchise tagged him. Are we going to see another Le'Veon Bell situation? Because he's already gone on record. He needs shoulder surgery. I'm not going to do the shoulder surgery until I get a contract. I mean, it seems like he just needs to lay on the floor and just flail his arms and kick and scream because he didn't get his way. I mean, I think we could very well see another Le'Veon Bell because that's, that's what it's turned into now. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like, don't the, the the teams have some culpability here for not locking these guys up? I mean, the franchise tag is kind of a, a weird rule where it lets you protect their rights when their contract is expired so they can't go to anybody else. But they've used it twice now on him. This is the same thing they have with Kirk Cousins. Remember, he kept getting bigger and bigger deals with franchise tags. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell might have shown that, you know what, I'll sit out a year if I have to. And, you know, it's hard to find a, a pass rusher the way that, that you got right there with Demarcus Lawrence. There's a reason why the, the cap number on it is going to be $20 million. These guys are getting paid. And without a long-term deal – you know, I, I think I kind of sided with him a little bit on this one. You know, you, you went ahead and told him, that's fine, franchise tag me. He, he went along with it, played last year like he should have. Now you're back down to it, second year in a row. You still ain't giving me a contract? I'd be pissed too. I mean, I got you. It's, but, I mean, it's not against the rules. They're doing they're well within their rights to do that. And, in fact, if he wants to put his money where his mouth is and sit out the whole year like Le'Veon Bell did and forfeit all those millions of dollars, then just do it, big boy. And we'll see what happens with that. So speaking of Le'Veon Bell, though, you know, we're about a week away from free agency. He's going to be probably the biggest name out there, right? Absolutely. So so we're going to find out how much his value was affected by not playing last year. There's two schools of thoughts. You know, one, you know, you've lost a year off your life. You're not going to be as uh, effective or productive. Or you've preserved yourself from having a year to recover of whatever football ailments you might have occurred over the past few years that you might be the best back in the league still you know is he going to be the you know top paid running back out there who's going to sign him where is he going to go i mean he can go anywhere he's not like ab where he's getting traded he's a as he put it i'm a free man so he can go anywhere i mean i don't know how he's gonna be the top uh, paid running back i think sitting out a year is going to scare some teams away i think he'll get paid well i don't know how much of his gamble is going to pay off but i don't see him getting paid the top contract 
if I had to bet right now, it feels like it's a foregone conclusion he's going to go to Baltimore. I, you know, and and I'm not not a Steelers fan, not a Ravens fan, but something about it, I would love for him to go to Baltimore. Seeing him him play them twice a year, you know how interesting that's going to be. Oh, it'd be fantastic. And you know what? If you want to put your money where your mouth is, if you want to bet on yourself, what's a better way to do that? And and Baltimore is is trying to work out some cap issues and things like that. I don't know if they can they can make it happen, but to me. Man, that would be phenomenal to see him wear the purple and black, roll into Heinz Field and play them. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he does with Lamar Jackson in the backfield with him. I mean, what kind of uh, dynamic running game might that be? I mean, it may help Lamar Jackson more than anything because if he can just throw dump passes to him and let uh, Bell make something out of nothing, that may improve his his stock because – Lamar can't sit back in the pocket and make throws like pass after pass. No, he cannot. So, so some other free agent names out there. Hold on, before oh, if he doesn't go to Baltimore, I'm thinking he's going to reunite and uh, go with AB to the Raiders. I mean, that's out there, right? I've seen a lot of lot of reports on the the because Ra- the Raiders got cap space. Yeah, and I saw the fake news. You called me on it quick. You had the bell. Bell and then Brown and then drafting Kyler Murray and they're trying to call it some super team. But I'm like, you jackasses. We just saw that in Pittsburgh with Big Ben, who's actually an established quarterback, and that was far from a super team. Let's be real. Well, we know Kyler Murray's not making it a pass pick one. There you go. <laughs> that That's a foregone conclusion to me. But anyway, your, your other guys out there, Trey Flowers from the Patriots, you know, because they don't pay anybody. So once you become a decent defensive end, you're gone. Earl Thomas coming off the leg injury. You know, he wants to go to Dallas. He had the broken leg, right? He had the broken leg. Right. And the and the middle finger to the fans with the sideline or whoever. Not the fans. I don't think he did that to the fans. But he gave the middle finger to the Seattle sideline when he was getting carted off. But he already openly said he wants to go to Dallas. Yeah, that's okay. his hometown. But oh, he also okay. said there's no hometown discount. Gotcha. So he's not. They're not gonna pay the other guy. Why are they gonna pay him coming off a broken leg? There you go. Well, you're not gonna have to pay a safety as much as a defensive end. Well, I got you. So they might. Maybe that's what their plan is. I don't know. Uh, you also, we mentioned Le'Veon Bell, uh, Adrian Amos, safety for the Bears. Eh, you know he's fine. Uh, Preston Smith, outside linebacker for the Redskins. I mean, there's not a lot of other really big names now. Sue. For the Rams, he's a free agent again. He had that one-year deal really out there with uh, L.A., so I, I doubt he'll be back there. Uh, we know Nick Foles is technically on the list, but it seems like he's already going to Jacksonville. And we, we were on that one, remember? We were. We've been on that for a month. Now, uh, Mr. Raider fan, what about Jared Cook? Oh, Jared Cook was probably the highlight of the Raiders' season this past year. Um, he's the only bright spot. I don't see him going back unless they're going to pay him because this is his best chance to cash in on a big contract. He's going to get paid. I mean, uh, he had a nice year. C.J. Mosley for the Ravens. So the Ravens released Eric Weddle today, who who might retire now. But I, I, it looks like that was a move in a, in a way to try to get Mosley back in there. You think he really retires? I, I heard him say to Pat McAfee on his show that if, if he can't get another contract with Baltimore, he's done. I mean, that's a shame because it seems like he's still got stuff left in the tanks. So. He's 34 years old, but I think he could still play. He's still a pro bowler to me. I mean, he, he's a stud. And it uh, appears the uh, from the comments on the page that the Ravens fans are very upset with that move. 
Well, I mean, he. I mean, how do you not like a guy like Eric Weddle? No, I agree. I mean, he's a he's a hard worker, great guy in the community. Shows up, plays hard, stays out of trouble, and still plays with that mean streak. Like, just gets in people's grill. You he gotta just, he just looks like a football player. It's the beard, man. I love it. You don't even need a chin strap with that bad boy. All right, how about Landon Collins? Uh, you know, he's gone from the Giants. You know, where, where is he going to land anywhere decent? Or is somebody going to overpay for him because he can't pass cover anybody? Yeah, I don't know about all that. Uh, they might get lucky, just go somewhere. <laughs> Golden Tate's one. Mark of the AAF. <laughs> Golden Tate, Mark Ingram. I tell you what, Golden Tate. When they made that deal going to the uh, from the Lions to the Eagles, I really thought he had a chance there to really make things happen, and he was a forgotten person down the stretch. Like he he floundered. So I think I think he's not going to get nearly what he thought he was going to get. You know, before the season. You got uh, Tevin Coleman down in the uh, Atlanta. You know he's he's he played big down the back half of the year, right? Uh, you said Mark Ingram before that, right? Yeah, Mark Ingram I like because he's a he's a freaking goal line like machine. And I feel like he's got some left. Well, I mean, I like, I like hey, let's I like let's Mark not Ingram. act like he just became a good running back because they got Kamara down there. Oh, I he's mean, been good for a while. He was solid. It's just all of a sudden he had a lot of help and he stayed fresh. I mean. Let, let's be real, though. The NFL landscape's changed to where you're pretty much doing a two-headed monster for most teams anyway, so you need somebody that's the bruiser. Uh, I think that's a very good investment. I mean, straight up. Uh, you said Devin Coleman, though, right? Te- I don't like that one at all. Jay Ajaye. Mm, that's hit and miss. I mean, he, he, he shows flashes of brilliance. He's not consistent. C.J. Anderson. Oh, yeah. I mean, give that turducken, you know, <laughs> all, all he wants and then some. Just leave him a free agent until, like, November, right? Yeah, yeah. No, don't sign him in March. You don't need to go to training camp. Because yeah, if he says, I'm not playing this year, and he gets even fatter, imagine when he'll do it, like, 305, running <laughs> the ball. I mean, there's tons of guys it's out It's going to be like the fridge going up the middle. Like in the <laughs> – <laughs> Just, crazy. He's a tank. Yeah. Uh, Frank Gore going to keep playing? I think so. I think he'll get a, a part-time role somewhere. It's like the fountain of youth, man. But he, he's still, like, chiseled, you know? he He's all he's old hat out there still getting it done. Uh, like he really don't look like he's aged since he's been in the league. So, receivers real quick, just some big names out there. Devin Funches from the Panthers, Jamison Crowder from the Redskins, Randall Cobb from the Packers, Cole Beasley from the Cowboys because, you know, he wanted a, a superstar deal. Yeah, they act like he, he act like he wanted all this money for all this crap that he's done. I'm like, what have you done? You're garbage. <laughs> like, just release him. And just, he's a free agent, so it don't matter. But he, he's garbage. I mean, what's he going to get? He'll go to the Patriots. Yeah. The, oh, yes, another white boy. <laughs> short white. In the slot. Short white receiver. Yeah. Oh, Demarius Thomas, has he got anything left? Uh, he'll land somewhere. I'm not saying he's he can't be the guy, but he'd probably be a good two or three option. Uh, Tyler Eifert, other uh, tight end outside Jared Cook, he's done, right? You know he can't stay healthy. I mean, you he, know it better than anybody. He uh, Just that, that ankle injury was rough. That talent, though, man, he's got all the talent in the world. He just couldn't stay on the field. It's a shame. Like, you'd literally see this last one, like, it, like just like the whole team just like, ugh. Antonio Gates is a free agent, but I, I don't think we count that one. We know he's not going anywhere. You go back to the Chargers. The cha- go, Chargers, go. Yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> oh. He'll be back if old dude, what's his name, Henry, gets hurt again. He'll just be back. Put me in the red zone. Just let me wander around. You got Ty- Tyron Matthew, Ha Clinton Dix, 
Uh, George Aloka's out there. Landon Collins we talked about, Earl Thomas. So, I mean, you got a little bit of stuff going on with the safeties. But I think, um, you know, a week from now, we're going to have some fun seeing where all these people sign and, and see if anybody's got some uh, game changers they add to the roster. So the Colts have $106 million in cap space. They're the tops. They're the tops. The Jets have 102. Difference in the Colts and the Jets is the Jets have that rookie quarterback contract, so that helps. The Bills are next at $79 million, but they don't spend any money. Then the Raiders. Well, see, though, before uh, everybody was talking early on about, you know, Le'Veon Bell to the Colts, remember? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of calmed down on that front. But, I mean, it v- makes a lot of sense, really, because they, they can spend. They could pay him. And Bell on the freaking Colts would be dangerous. You got the Browns at $72 million right there with the Raiders, but they're not getting another running back. They, they no, just, they're sad. They're sad. <laughs> they, they just picked up Kareem Hunt. You got the Niners up there at $67 million. Then it drops down. Everybody else is under 50 Bengals, Titans, Cardinals, Packers, Broncos, and it just keeps going down from there. The uh, team with the least amount of cap space is the one who just signed a quarter is going to sign a quarterback with uh, Nick Foles. The Jaguars only got two point six million. Oh my gosh! So they yeah, they're going there's going to be some casualties there. Oh yeah. So your your lowest five: Jags, Vikings, Falcons, Dolphins, Chiefs. You know how different the Chiefs are going to have to look by the end of next year in order to keep Mahomes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> what I want to know is on a different front: how in the hell are the Dolphins in the bottom five with that dumpster fire? <laughs> I, That's terrible. I don't know. I don't, Who's who, running this show? <laughs> who are they spending money on? That's terrible. Maybe I don't know how much I, are they I paying mean, I think that they're really still paying like Snowflake a Bobby Bonilla contract. <laughs> they might be Snowflake. Well, he had a lifetime contract. That's terrible. I'm <laughs> We're sorry. on Snowflake the fourth now. Yeah. <laughs> I know it feels like it's starting to become just tradition every week on the show to talk about the Lakers and the Celtics, but they are still consistently dumpster fires. The Lakers just lost to the Suns this weekend, the worst team in the NBA. I said last week I thought the Lakers would make the playoffs. I can't take it back, but I'm telling you right now, I have a lot of doubts over their ability to win five more games the rest of the year. I mean, I think since last week they've lost to the Suns, like you said. They've lost to the Grizzlies. They've lost to the Clippers last night. Did you see the uh, clip of, uh, what's it name, Kyle Kuzma throwing LeBron into somebody trying to get him to play defense? I mean, somebody's got to teach him how to play defense. I mean, that's that's sad when you're literally being shoved out to the three-point line to guard somebody. Yeah, but literally he was very content just standing in that key, just doing nothing. He's ca- He's done. Like, he, he does not care about this season anymore, right? He's checked out. He is, because he knows they're not making the playoffs, and this team is nothing but the scrubs he wanted to trade away, and now he's stuck with them. So I don't even think he wants to even struggle going through a round of uh, games against anybody in the playoffs of the squad. Yeah, I think he's it's, at this point he's just blaming his scrub teammates, and like they're not going to be like, it's LeBron's fault. It's going to be like the scrub teammates that everybody <laughs> surrounded him with. So I think he's better off just – not making the playoffs, trying to save his body and not getting swept by the Warriors first round if he would happen to try to make it. I mean, you know what this is? I, I saw this online. Somebody said you know, they thought they were getting LeBron James, and what they got was Michael Jordan on the Washington no, Wizards. That's a pretty good analogy, really. I, I mean, it is, but you know, Jordan was like 40. Yeah. And, and James, but, but you know what? He, he came into the league earlier and younger. He's got more miles on the tires. He's played a long time. 
And more game sevens. Yeah, I mean, when you play game sevens all the time, it's going to happen. So I mean, he he's just he's done. The Lakers. I mean, the, the story is they're just going to continue to fall apart. So as far as expectations go, like I feel like we thought they would make the playoffs this year. Oh, I did. But but, but a lot of people thought they might make the playoffs. I said from the beginning, if they made it, there's going to be a seven eight seed tops. Right. So the fact that they're missing the playoffs isn't that big of a shock. It's a disappointment to some. Some people might be like, well, I really thought they had a chance to at least make the playoffs because half the teams in the conference do. But when you flip over to the East, the Celtics are a different story. I mean, they they were in the conference title game, and, and now they've added pieces, and they've gotten worse. And they went from being a – I think they were the three seed – and they're not even getting home court now, right? They're like what sixth in the in the playoff standings. Yeah, they just they just keep dropping and dropping, and it don't seem like it's getting any better because it's like the Celtics fans are like they're done with Kyrie at this point. It feels like the teammates are done with Kyrie. There's no real leadership, and I was like, at what point does Brad Stevens step in and like right the ship, or can he at or, this point? How, mu- how much of this is on Brad Stevens? I mean, you got to control this to a certain degree, but you know, if your best player is Kyrie. And he he is he, his whole thing was he wanted to go somewhere and be the man. And like Ric Flair used to say, you're gonna find out that jumping on is a whole lot easier than jumping off. And he is stuck on his horse and he cannot get off of it quick enough. He and the Celtic fans don't want him back. I think I think if you if you polled Celtic fans, nobody wants him back. And he, he's damaged goods, but he's got to go somewhere else where he's got another star to play with because he can't do it. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. He's done with with uh, Boston. Like it, like you said, it could be uh, New York, could potentially be L.A. I don't know, but it will not be Boston next year. No, it will not. And, and you know what's sad is on paper, does that not look like the best team in the East? It does. I mean, absolutely. I mean, up in, some of these trades like kind of swayed things a certain way, but like no one predicted how how much Giannis would like have grown and stuff like that. And then you didn't really know about. Uh, Kawhi Kawhi Leonard because he's really stepped that up. That surprised me after sitting the year out. So, I mean, but on paper heading in, Boston absolutely was the favorite head, just hands down. So the Bucks are more than just the Greek freak. Like they actually have a decent squad. Yeah, I, they do. I, I mean, but he carries it. But the fact is, he's the best player in the game right now. He, he, you, you might be right about that. I have a supporting cast. I'd have a hard time arguing otherwise at this moment. I mean, it's him and Durant, but I feel like uh, Giannis is more well-rounded than Durant. I mean, just that's just my opinion. Like, does part of you want Giannis just to be the best in the game and do it on the Bucks and do it with the supporting cast and and not have to build the super team? Like, let's see somebody go old school oh and do God, it. Oh, my God, it would be so amazing because it's like just just – Show up every day and show that I'm the best player. You know, I have a good supporting cast, and there's nothing you can do to beat me. I don't, just team up and see what you can do, but it's not going to be enough. I mean, you know how amazing that would be? Because it would be unprecedented because for the past 10 years, all we've had is people jump together. You In know, today's game, it's all, let's just make super teams, and, and just, it sucks. I mean, the Celtics did it, the Heat did it, the Warriors have done it. I mean, that's that's what we're used to. Um, the, the, uh, the other thing with, the you know additions to the East. You know, he talked about Kawhi there for a minute. I think everybody. It, it seems like he's going to be a Clipper next year. Like that. That's the the thing that seems like is going to line up more than anything. But if if they go, and what if they go to the finals? What if what if they go to the Eastern Conference Finals? What if they go to the NBA Finals? Like if you're Kawhi, like how do you not want to come back to that? 
Or do you just want to be in Southern California that bad? I mean, it could be like a similar Durant situation when he left uh, Oklahoma City. But it was different with Durant because you're you're clearly looking at the monster going, there's no way we can beat him. Where, is there a monster in the East? No. And, and, unless the Bucks do what we just said. It's wide open. There's no absolute powerhouse favorite. I mean, any team, any of those, I'd say between the Sixers, the Raptors, and the Bucks, if any of those teams just go on a run, they could absolutely come out of the East, and I'm taking the Celtics out of that, that bucket right now. So who's going the East as of right now? What do you think? Milwaukee, of I, course. I'm with you because you got a great player that can take over the game at the end. I'm not saying that Kawhi can't do that for Toronto. Boston's trash. They'll be like you got the first round. Uh, even even though you can't beat them in a series, right? I really like that Miritich uh, trade. It's kind of like under the radar, but he spreads the floor, man. Uh, he does. That's a huge pickup there, and they have a lot of shooters. They they do. And that's the thing. Like backtrack to LA real quick is the fact that you saw that Snoop Dogg's like, I'm selling my <laughs> my booth for five dollars. Yeah. He's done. He's, he's, he says, I'm the hell with this. The hell with the Lakers. They've been garbage for seven years. Luke Walton's got to go. All these scrubs got to go. And this is the the G-rated version. Yeah, we can't repeat what he said. Um, And also, uh, you have Flea um, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He he wrote an open letter to the management of the Lakers and was like, y'all's basically y'all's garbage. We've been bad for seven years. We deserve better than this. It's not just about a superstar. Kind of like what we said about the Bucks. He don't want just a superstar team. He wants... You know, some a good team playing together as one, and he's he's onto something. They're they're hundred percent right. Well, you're not going to be able to do it with who you got. You can't do it with Walton. And it's one thing when your fans are writing you letters and they're upset, but it's another thing when you're in LA and it happens to be like movie stars or oh, yeah. musicians or whoever it may be. Uh, I, I think um, I think this is going to go down as one of the biggest free agent blunders of all time. Yeah, I agree with that, and, I, and it's going to tarnish his legacy. Yeah, I mean, you like everybody's been talking for the last several years that uh, Jordan, LeBron, who's your goat? You know, now in the last you know month or two, all I've seen is don't ever mention him in the same sentences as, as Jordan. My, how quickly it has changed. And what it's going to turn into is well, when LeBron was at his peak, you know, and that's where the argument's going to go, because the lasting memory we're going to have is him fizzling his career out in L.A. And eventually what's going to happen is he likes to throw his weight around. We've seen LeBron be the GM how many years in a row now? Right. Eventually he's going to be making these demands and requests about stuff, and they're going to say, who the hell are you? Exactly. What is he, 34 now? He's 34. You know that Jordan won uh, first-team All-NBA defense at 34. Did you know that? Well, LeBron is not. (laughs) That that, that shows you right there. Kuzma might. Yeah. Kuzma's like two people right now. He gets an assist for that one. Uh, The Lakers are crap. That's all I can say. I mean, so we're in agreement the Bucs come out. I mean, are we saying that nobody still can beat the, the Warriors? I don't think so. So we're looking right now, as our predictions stand right now, both of us is saying Warriors, Bucks. So this is what I think may happen. Yes, I agree. So here's what may happen. Warriors are going to beat the Bucks. I just don't think I don't think they have the firepower to keep up with them. But when you talk about long-term legacy, it will make Giannis so much of a better player because this is what's going to happen. We know that Warriors team ain't going to last forever. Yeah, Durant's well, good. He's good as he, go. He's got next and then after that, I and mean Clay. They, they might have 2 years maybe before it doesn't even resemble what they have now at all. And let's say the Bucks come out and play to five or six games with them. 
You don't think Giannis comes out a better player going through that experience and seeing what it was like to play against that team? And he's only going to get better. Some of the guys on his team will get better. And then maybe a year or two or three from now, maybe we get that with the Bucks. I mean, and I realize it's like the finals situation, not conference finals, but is this like his – you know, getting over the hump against the Pistons kind of thing. And it, then it'd be getting, awfully early for getting that. freedom, you know. It, it is early. I mean, because he, he's – what's the furthest he's made in the playoffs? Just the first round? Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to stay right here. As You know, as much as I love Michael Jordan, he is way more physically gifted than Michael Jordan, you know, at, at this point in his career. It's insane how physically gifted Giannis is. He just can't shoot right now. But he plays defense too. He is a madman. And, and, like, I'll give credit where credit's due. And I've never, like, said this. Like, LeBron's obviously physically gifted, but you've you got a sense that Giannis has that, like, that it factor. He's he's hungry. He's got that, like, just – it's hard to put it into words. He's that, humble. You know, he's humble, but he, he's also very hungry. Well, stay humble, stay hungry, right? Yeah, but, he, I mean, but you can tell he's got that fire burning. You he, know what I mean? And I, I never saw that with LeBron like that. Well, he he really does, and I think part of it is you know he he came from nothing. You know, I, I remember I've heard these stories, and, and you know we're getting way into the topic on Giannis now, but I think it's worth having, like the stories where you know he would come in and and they had him. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who it was. They 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 got these summer league things going and, and whatnot, like these little closed practices, and they're like, "You're guarding Carmelo." Who? <laughs> like he didn't even know who it was, right? Because of where he comes from. So like he his exposure to this world is completely different. That they have to explain, and you know. Carmelo's like, what do you mean he don't know who I am? I'm going to show him who I am. And, he, of course, he tries. But, you know, you don't think that's made him a better player over time? Like, he didn't grow up, you know, watching these guys. You know, he didn't have access to it. He's watching guys from 15 and 20 years ago on VHS, VHS tape. You know, Betamax. But it's going to make him a better player long term. I think he said his favorite game he ever had on, um, you know, VHS slash beta was the uh, – Minute bow, what, seven, eight threes in one half? <laughs> there you go. I mean, a lot of people think that never happened. It really it, did. It did. They, they were getting blown out, and they gave them the, the reins to shoot it. But, you know, I, I feel like we could do like a whole segment just on Giannis because I, I, I think the upside is there. And, you know, part of that is I want to be early to the dance and say that I was here. I knew he was going to be that guy. But, you know, I've found myself now – you know, when I, I'm sitting on the couch late at night and there's nothing on TV, I'll pull up the fire stick and I'll find a Bucks game on, and I'll just watch him. And it, it's amazing when it gets down to the end of the game, like the dude does take over, but he does it without being a ball hog. He, he shared, but he's it's the presence. And he makes the open pass if the guy's open. He don't force things. He plays defense. He's just a good teammate all around. Uh, he. I, 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 he's not as good of a shooter as Durant. You know, obviously, I don't think he'll ever be as good a shooter as Durant is. I mean, I don't think that's possible. I mean, it maybe. What if he works on it? But, I mean, I don't think he'll hit that level. But, I mean, I think overall he's definitely a better player. He could be a better player than Durant. A better all-around player. And, and, yeah. and you know, the, the one thing that, you know, Durant has gotten better at, but it, he had to go to the super team, is he's got that killer instinct that I don't think Durant has. Like, when Giannis wants to take it over, Right. Give me the ball. Get right. out of the way. Right. You know, and hopefully we'll see him continue to grow. And I, and I I have no ties to Milwaukee. I'd love to see him stay there. I'd love to see, like, Milwaukee become a team that is just like, oh, they're a basketball powerhouse. Most people couldn't tell you anybody that's been on that team in the past 10 years. I mean, it would be similar to Golden State, you know, five 
you know, years ago, there was nothing going on there. Nothing at all. People were, you know, Jason Richardson still play there? Yeah. <laughs> Baron Davis out there? Yeah. I think they could very well, if he'd stay there, they could be coming out of the East year after year. You know, one thing that that has been obvious to me since we started doing the show and we started doing the social media stuff is how passionate all these different fan bases are. But we were talking earlier, and what I got to ask you is there's got to be some fan bases out there that you just loathe, that you cannot stand. Like, I know you got your own specific sports loyalties, and we're calling out for everybody listening. We're going to ask, who are your most hated fan bases out there? Mr. Brown, though, I'm going to start with you. Who do you despise more than anybody else in sports? Just talking about the fans. I'm going to give you two for two different reasons and two different sports. Uh, and this is against my like like my my team's like rivalries, okay, just right. in general. So for baseball, I'm going to go Chicago Cubs fans. All right. Because it's not really that I like hate them, hate them, but I hate the fact that you go to a ball game and you might be like, for you, Cincinnati, and there's more Cubs fans there than Reds fans, and they'll drown you out. They're so obnoxious, they're so loud, they never shut up, and they, they'll out-cheer you in your home stadium. Like, I'm going to be down in Atlanta in less than a month watching the Braves' home opener against the Cubs, and I guarantee you 33% of the crowd's going to be Cubs fans in Atlanta. It's gotten worse since they won the World Series. Oh, dude. it's absolutely worse, you know. I can't stand the fact that they're so obnoxious and crazy, and like you said, the fact that they won that World Series, they're just they're just even worse. So, I guess it might be that you you want to aspire to be that type of fan because they are so loyal and committed to their team, but it's to the point where it just it just drives you nuts and it makes you sick. So I'm, I'm gonna give you a baseball one real quick because okay. because you you spoke to me just now. My baseball one is similar to the Cubs. Yeah. And, and it was one of those things where my opinion changed when they became more successful because they were kind of an admirable fan base, kind of like the Cubs were. You're beat down for so long, you're just like, oh, you know, it'd be nice if they would ever win one just so they, those fans could have it. The Boston Red Sox fans, they have become what they hate. They are Yankees fans. They have become exactly what for years they have criticized and hated. They started winning titles, and they have become the most egotistical, pompous, self-righteous fans out there that feel like they are now God's gift to baseball. They have overcome the curse, and now they are here to return the fruits of the land, and they are here to bring baseball back to its appropriate stature, and it's just not the case. And... People from Boston in general, Patriots fans, are typically annoying anyway. But Red Sox fans have taken it to a new level. And the fact that they don't notice that they have become the Yankees makes it even worse to me. But I cannot even stand to have conversation with Red Sox fans anymore. I mean, and I hear what you're saying. Uh, I've, I've been to Fenway once. It was, it was some of the most knowledgeable fans I've ever I've seen in my life. It was crazy how like knowledgeable they were. It was I appreciated that part of it. Sure. But the fact is, the Pats, the Celtics, the Red Sox, the Bruins, it's like Boston is the city of championships and they know it and they're just like, I'm sorry the rest of the country, you're just we're just better than you. And, and we know it. And that's that's the narrative that they want to paint is you just hate us cuz you ain't us and all that. And, and no. 
We, we hate you because you have no, you know, decency about it when you're good. You know, you're like, you're like the kid that you're playing against in like middle school sports that won't tell you a good game even though they just beat you by 30 because they just feel like they're better than you. I'm entitled and I don't even have to acknowledge you because we're elitist like you, and you're the, not. The other team that loses extends their hand for like the friendly handshake and you just walk off. Just like, walk off. Don't even make eye contact with them. I don't just shake hands with you. No, you're be- you're beneath me. Yeah, so that's so ba- I, I can see that. So baseball, you know, we picked you know your two pretty big fan bases. Yeah, football. No, nah, I'm not even going football. I'm you. You can if you like, but my other team that I selected, uh, Golden State Warriors. Okay, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why for a different reason because. <laughs> You know, everybody's Golden State Warrior fans now. And, like, you know, 10 years ago, you would never run into a Golden State Warrior fan. Never. They couldn't even tell you who played for their team. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I've been a Warriors fan, you know, for 25 years. You know, I can tell you everything about the Warriors. And uh, I'm like, well, who's your favorite all-time player? Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. <laughs> I'm just like, just shut up. I mean, now, if they would have said, like, you know, Latrell Speedwell or <laughs> – <laughs> Chris Mullen or anybody. Tim Hardaway. It's like, tell me, give me something, you know. I mean, but they have nothing. And they're just like, what? I've been I've been loyal for this tip, to this team for, for decades. So it's a bandwagon. It's, it just drives me nuts. It's, and it, absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm not even going to go NBA. I, but football is, is there's two that kind of, you know, come to mind. And, and the, the one I'm going to bring up first, I do not hold them with as much hate and fervor. And that's the Dallas Cowboys. And, and, like, what's crazy is most people will hate on Cowboys fans more than any other group. They don't bother me that much. They really don't. Like, they haven't won in a while. And I think it's what it is. You know, maybe it'd be like the Red Sox thing. Yeah. If they started winning again, they might be insufferable. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel bad for them. Like, right now, it's kind of like just that pity. Like, man, you know, you guys are one of the greatest franchises in all the sports and you just kind of suck. Now they made the playoffs last year and all that, and you know, again, I understand how some Cowboy fans can get on your nerves, but compared to the Steelers, it's not even close. And you could you could definitely call me a Bengals fan because I am, and that might be part of it, but I cannot stand talking about football with Steeler fans because right now, though, I'll tell you that. Ben Roethlisberger is the best quarterback over the past 20 years, like without question. Hey, I, I give him an A for effort on the loyalty card. I mean, I have a guy at work that's a Steelers fan, and he'll absolutely just fight you over the fact that Big Ben's like the best quarterback that ever lived. And, and, and even say it's even Brady-esque. And, and we're, not, we're not saying that Ben's not a good quarterback. But, like, come on, man. Like, you're out of your mind. Like I said, he's a fat Brock Osweiler. <laughs> he's a fat Brock Osweiler. A B said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use it though. So, and then the second they lose a game or they get knocked out of the playoffs, what do they say? What, what do they say? What do you? I'm just going to see if you say what what I'm going to say. What do they say? If you're a Steelers fan, you just got knocked out of the playoffs and somebody's ripping on you. The what refs. Don't <laughs> blame the refs. <laughs> But they live in the past. Oh, yeah. We got five. Was it five? We got five rings. Yeah. Championships or six. I don't know. It's, it's five. five. It's five. And it's They're, just so irritating. And every Steeler fan has been a fan since 1975. Oh, I don't yeah. care if they were born in 1985. They were a fan in 75 because they just always have been because they want to make sure that they're not jumping on the bandwagon so they're not lumped in like those Warrior fans you talked about. And – 
the, they look Steeler fans. It's six. I apologize. It, it is it's six. six. All right, Steelers fans. Your fans are so ugly. You can't get cheerleaders. So I'm sorry. Your fans are so boring that they can't go and just enjoy the game that they had to invent the terrible towel to wave it around because they don't have enough decency to sit there and watch the game that they go and wag it around like a moron. It's kind of like those stupid baseball fans in the Thundersticks or the soccer players in the thing, whatever they were playing those years. Like, I don't get it. Like, Quit waving the towel. And you want to act like you invented it? I, that's great. You invented waving a stupid towel. Congratulations. You can't even afford to put a logo on the other side of your helmet. Shut up and go away. Like, I mean, just talk about your team, but quit ripping everybody else. I mean, you got to give a little bit of credit, man. Out of all the fan groups we've joined, they're the most interactive and most engaging group we're in. And if you don't cool it, man, they're going to kick us out for the fifth time. They can't wait to talk about themselves. They'll kick us out again, but the second we have anything to say positive about them, they suck it up. They're like, ooh, come on back. I mean, I have to say that my worst one is the Dallas Cowboys because they got so over-defensive over Tony Momo. I mean, <laughs> come on, take a joke, people. It's ridiculous. Google Tony Momo, and you know we're sorry if you were offended, but – you know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Remember it's a freaking that. hoax. Get off your high horse, people. All right. You need something to laugh about. I mean, we laugh at your team. You can laugh at a damn meme. So, we hate the Cowboys. We hate the Steelers. I hate the, the War- Chiefs. The Warriors. Well, Raiders, right? Yeah, I mean, and freaking Tom Hawk Chop. I mean, it, it ruins it <laughs> for, for the me. Braves. <laughs> they still like in your so, thunder. Oh, God. <laughs> There's 10 times. I don't, know what to, I don't know what to think here. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't mind the Chiefs, but I understand where you're coming from. Uh, the the Patriots fans, you know, they're 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 up there. I mean, I think that's a given. Uh, yeah, so I didn't want to go with the obvious. And then we talked about Red Sox and we talked about Cubs. So uh, apparently, we're just mediocre people because we hate the elite teams right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can accept that though. I mean, the fact is, I can't say shit because none of my major teams have won anything since uh, 1998 with the Bulls. Well, you're doing uh, better than me because I don't have an NBA team because I was a Charlotte Hornets fan right. and they died. So I have nothing to so, – the, the new team did not resurrect my love. I uh, mean, think about this, though. It's been 21 years since any of my major teams have won a championship in any sport. Dude, I'm a Bengals fan. Oh, I got you. I'm a Mountaineer fan. You know, they, they've never won anything. They get close and make you think something Reds. might happen. We got, what, 1990. 90, there you that's, go. That's, and I, I vaguely remember it because I wasn't that old. Right. But we weren't supposed to win that series, and they, they ended up doing it. So, you know. I, Bad boys for life. That's it. <laughs> I have nothing to look forward to. Every year is insufferable tragedy because my teams are garbage. So, yes, that's why we do a segment about how I hate other fan bases because I'm jealous what you got, damn it, and I want it.